Today's daf is Nudorim daf Nunvav, and we are at the Mishnah, at the very top of daf Nunvav Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned to Ilu Nishmas, Chaim Melozav, and Yibadol Chaim, Reb Shem and as a schus Rufur Shalema for you, Chaya Devora Bas Sharon. Today's daf is also being learned to Ilu Nishmas, Yehuda Menachem Ben Eliezer Binyamin. So we're moving along, May Inyan Le Inyan Ba'osa Inyan. The Perak began with the Mishnah of Hanoidim and Ayerek. We went from there to Hanoidim and Hadagon, Hanoidim and Haksus. The Mishnah now is going to discuss Hanoidim and Abayas. Says the Mishnah, Hanoidim and Abayas. If somebody makes a nether, he will not have Hanoidim from a bias, which sounds like he's saying in English, he will not enter a house. Mutter Ba'aliyah, he's allowed to enter the Aliyah. So once upon a time, it was very common that houses were made of two floors, two very distinct floors. There's a parakin shas that's called habayis v'ho'aliyah. The bias is the main floor, and the aliyah was the second floor. And it seems that people lived in the bias, and people lived in the aliyah. But at the same time, on some level, they were fundamentally different. So much so, the Rameir holds that in Lashem B'nai Adam, if someone's Noidim in Abayis, he means only the main floor. However, Mutabar Aliyah, he's going to be allowed to enter and to have Anah from the Aliyah. The Chachamim say, no, Aliyah B'chal Abayis, even though it's true, on some level, there is the bias and there's the Aliyah, but at the same time, Aliyah B'chal Abayis in Lashem B'nai Adam, if somebody's Noidim in Abayis, he means also to be Noidim in Aliyah, and therefore, so too, he will not be able to enter the Aliyah. What if somebody makes a nether? He won't enter the Aliyah. That's Pasha and Bayis. Aliyah for sure means Aliyah. Meaning, bias is more of a Lush and Klali. So, Vir the Chachamim say that Aliyah is Bechlal HaBayis. However, if somebody would only be Noider Min Aliyah, then everybody agrees he would be Mutter Bebayis. So, what's the Machloikis Remeir and the Chachamim? It's going to be the topic of this first Gemara. If someone's Noider Min Abayis, Mutter Baaliyah, or Asr Ba'aliyah. According to Rameyer, Hanoide min Habayis is Mutter Ba'aliyah. According to the Chachamim, Hanoide min Habayis is Asr Ba'aliyah. Zok Gemara, man Tana. Who is the Tana of the following Brysa? Now, this Brysa was discussing the Halachos of Nigei Batim. So we know a person can become a Metzairah, a Beget can become a Metzairah, and a Bayis can become a Metzairah as well. The Pasuk says, Ki Savoyu al Eretz Kenan, when the Yidden are going to enter Eretz Canaan, Asher Ani Noisin Lochem Lachuza, Venosati Negat Saras Bebeis Eretz Achuzaschem. So this is one of the Psukim that talk about the Alacha of Nigei Batim. Now it says in the Torah Bebeis, and there's a Reboy in this word, Leraboy says the Gemara, Eshayetzia. The Yitzia. The Yitzia is the veranda. So that's some sort of porch that a person would have in front of his house. Additionally, Bebayis Lerabis Eso Aliyah. It's also Marba the Aliyah. Meaning the laws of Nigei Batim don't only apply to the bias itself, but they apply to the Yitzia. They also apply to the Aliyah. So the Gemara says, who must the Tana of this Braisa be? Amr Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda said, Rameyahi. It must be Rameyah. The Rabbana, because if the Braisa is the Rabbana, and Amri Rabbana, and Aliyah B'chal Abayas. Aliyah is included in Bayas. And if that's the case, Lomali Kra, Bebayas, Liribuye, why would I need a Pasek, Bebayas, or Beves, Lirabayas, the Aliyah, if the Chachamim hold that Anoidim and Abayas is also Aliyah. Why? Because Aliyah B'chal Abayas. So Lachur, you would think wherever it says in the Torah the word Bayas, it incorporates the Aliyah. So once it says that there's a 
parish of Nigei Batim, obviously the halachas apply to the Aliyah as well. So why do I need a special reboy to tell me that the laws of Nigei Batim apply to Aliyah? Oh, must be. Who is the Tana of the Braisa? Rameyerhi, who holds that Anoidim and Abayas is Mutter Baliyah. Bayas Luchot, Aliyah Luchot. So if we're going to be Marba, the laws of Nigei Batim to Aliyah, I need a special pasuk for it. Abayama, but Abayas said it's not true. I feel the Rabbanon. Could be the Braisa is going according to the Rabbanon. How snow? Boy, you cry, you still need a pasuk. Because I would have thought, it says, And from that pasuk, we darshan, maybe, the michbar ba'arosh mei bayis. Beveis eretz, bayis eretz, the juxtaposition, the smichos between those two words, maybe would suggest that bias in the world of nigei batim is only a bias that's attached to the arts, meaning kolotayrukula, such as nedarim now. But as it relates to nigei batim, beveis eretz maybe is exclusionary, and it says only a bias that's attached to the eretz. So I would have thought that the aliyah is not why, because haloy because it's not attached to the ground. That's precisely why I need beveis to tell me that. As it relates to Nigei Batem, even though it says Bevei Seretz, still the Aliyah is going to be included. In other words, it's not Muchach to say that this Braiso is Dafka Alibidera Meir. Another Gemara, similar. Come on, also, Hadam Ravhuna Barchia, Mishmeida Ulo. The base, bias, Bevei Siani Moichalucha. If somebody tells somebody, I want to sell you a house amongst my houses. So the Lashin that he used was bias, Bevei Siani Moichalucha. So the Aloha is, this is Ulo talking, Mareu Aliyah. He shows him the Aliyah. Meaning, it sounds like if the person would simply tell his friend, I'm going to sell you my bias, he can't sell him the aliyah. Why? Because bias and aliyah is not the same thing. But being that he used the whole festaloshin, bias, bibesi, animoichalacha, so it's the harchavis aloshin that says that if he wants to sell him the aliyah, he can sell him the aliyah. So the Gemara makes a diak, time of the only reason he can sell him the aliyah is because he used this language. Let's say a person would simply say, I'm going to sell you my bias. It sounds like in that case he wouldn't be able to show him the aliyah. Isn't that Rameir who holds Anoidimina Bayis Mutter Baaliyah? Stam Bayis is not Aliyah. So if he says Bayis Bevesi, so then it means Aliyah. But otherwise not. Why? Because if it's going according to the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon hold that Aliyah is always Bechal Bayis. The Gemara says, I feel the Tamer Rabbanon could be this halacha of Ulu is going even according to the Rabbanon. My Aliyah, you want to know what Ula meant when he said Mareyo Aliyah? He didn't mean the Aliyah as in the top stock. That's not what he meant. What he meant was Mu'ula Shebabak. And he means that he's supposed to, not he could. The says he has to give him and sell him the best of all his bottom. In other words, if a person says, the way we interpret what he said was, I'm going to sell you my nicest bias. Incidentally, the Ran says that if somebody would say, it's Yad and he can give him his most inferior. But when he uses a Lashner, bias Bebesi, he gives Dali, not Dali is in the top floor, because that you wouldn't need such flowerly Lashen to include. Rather, what it means is a completely different halacha. The word aliyah can mean two things. It could be the aliyah is in the top floor, or it could be the ma'ula. It could be the shenstan, the besta. Over here, the aliyah, according to ula, says the gemara means the shenstan, the besta, and as a result, it really has nothing to do with this halacha. That concludes the first part of today's daf, which discussed hanoidem and abayis. The whole daf is me'inyan le'inyan ba'isa inyan. The next Mishnah is going to discuss hanoidem and hamita. Says the Mishnah, hanoidem and hamita. If somebody makes a nether, he won't have hanoah from a bed. Mutabidargish. He's allowed to have hanoah from a dargish. Divrei rameya. Those are the words of rameya. What's a dargish? That's going to be the topic of the next part of the daf. If someone's noidem and hamita, he's also bidargish. Because dargish is included in mita. Noidem and hamita. What if somebody makes a nether, he won't have hanoah from a dargish? Mutabidargish. 
Mita, everybody agrees, he'd be allowed to have Anah from a Mita. So again, a machloikis between Rameyer and the Chachamim, very much me inyan le inyan, but oisa inyan to the previous Mishnah, and that if someone was noidem in a Mita, is he mutter bedargish or is he asa bedargish? Rameyer said, mutter, and the Chachamim said, asa. So the Gemara says, before we understand the machloikis between Rameyer and the Chachamim, we need to define a term in our Mishnah, and that is, what exactly is a Dargish? Look, the Gemara, my Dargish, what is this? Amar Ula, Ula said, Arsa de Gada. A Dargish is an Arsa de Dargish. So what does this mean? So if you look at the Ran, Noyagin Hoyu Lahatsiya Mita Lemazel Habayas. So once upon a time, people, for Mazel, literally, good luck, what they would do is, they would have a Mita, Nobody would sit on this mita. No one was allowed to lie on this mita. No one was allowed to eat on this mita. The purpose of it was not even aesthetics. It wasn't just for decorative purposes. It was simply there for a mazel type. The Ram says that the word gada is miloshin mazel. And he gives marmakaimis, but you find this. But the bottom line is that what was this dargish? It was an arsa de gada. It was a bed that was there for good mazel. Amrle Rabbanu Ulo, Rabbanan told Ulo, could that be? When they used to be Mevarahim, and the him over here is the Melech. So we're talking about the Melech that's sitting Shiva. And now the Am, everybody's going to be Menachem Avel. So the Melech has its own Shulchan Aruch. Why? Because Soim Tosim Alecha Melech Shetehe Mosoy Alecha. So you find a lot of halachas that you have to be noyeg in the covet of a malach, even in situations where you would have thought that maybe but even then there's halachas that you have to be very sensitive to the covet of, of a malach. One of those places is Hilchas Havel. So this mission is discussing the way people were menachem the melechs. It says, when they were mevarehib, everybody would be sitting on the ground, and he would be lying on the dargish. What's the Gemara's kasha? If the dargish was a bed that nobody ever sat on, no one lied on, no one ate on, it was just there for good luck. All of a sudden, now the king is sitting on the dargish. It seems to... Not being mistaber. If this is something that people never sit on, so why all of a sudden now was the king sitting on it? Right? Just to appreciate the mission a little bit. The come between Menachem Novel the king. Ordinarily, the Avelim sit on the floor and everybody else is sitting on chairs and they're being Menachem Novel. Over here, everybody is misuben ala aretz. Everybody's on the aretz. And the king is Tzviyamelech, literally, right? So he's sitting on we're on the Dargish. But the Gemara's cash is, why on the Dargish? So give him a reclining chair. But the Dargish is not something that everyone ever sat on. So if no one ever sat on, why all of a sudden over here, is he on the Dargish? So the Gemara says, Maskal Ravina. Ravina heard what the Rabbanon told Ula, and he didn't understand. He said, Why is this different than the food that an Oval eats? The whole year, if he wants to eat the Oval, he can eat. If he doesn't want, he doesn't have to. But on uh, the day of Avelus, there's a Sudas Havra, right? There's Halachis of things that he has to do. In other words, there's something called Hilchas Avelos. And Hilchas Avelos, part of it is, is Hafachto Mispedila Machayli. Things change, and we do things a little bit differently than ordinarily we would do things. So you're asking Akasha, why an Oval would sit on a Dargish if ordinarily people don't sit on a Dargish? That's literally Kaminiga Avelim. That's always the way it is. A Maskath or Avina, Avina heard this question, and he said, I don't understand. Pashab Shatz, the Gemara says, you're right. Hello. This is not a kasha on Ula. Again, Ula said that what's a dargish, it's an arsa de gada. Gemara thought I have a mafurish, a mishnah not like him. Because if the melech, when he was bavel, would sit on the dargish, so he say meris, it's probably something that people used to sit on. But the Gemara was doicha that. So the Gemara says, no, I'll ask you a kasha, not from a mishnah, from a price. The tanya dargish loy hoyo koifeyo. 
an oval would take all the beds in his house and he would have to be mitasim. What does that mean? He literally flipped it. He did a 180. He put it alapanim. Right? That's exactly what he used to do. Now this is a minute that we're not noyagin anymore. And when we learned Masech this, my cut and perik ve'elam we talked a little bit like it. A, a little bit about it. So one of the dine avelas bimechazal that we don't have today is this halacha. The halacha of tfiyas amito. But once upon a time, this was an integral part of avelas. Now, all the beds had to be flipped. But the Reisner says, the dargish loy hoyukoyfeo, they didn't flip it around. Elazoykvoy, they would leave it standing. What's the kasha? The e amid arsa de gadahu. Now, if you're going to tell me that a dargish is a bed, now, albeit a bed that nobody sits on, lies on, sleeps on, reclines on. But at the same time, it is a bed. An oval that's doing kfiyas amito, he didn't only do his, it's not only the oval in the house that did kfiyas amito. Every single bed inside the Oval's house required kvir. So, this dargish at the end of the day is a bed. So, if it's a bed, it's there for good luck. But it's a bed nonetheless. So, if it's a bed and there's a lacha that the Oval had to flip all the beds. So, Bishlam, if he only flips his bed, this is definitely not his bed. But if he has to flip all the mitos, so why didn't he flip this? It's a raya lachari that this dargish is not a bed in the first place. It's also not a kasha. This should be no different than a mito. That was miyuchedas lekelim. That was used just to store kelim on. The tanya. That's a mufurish of raisim. Haisa mita miyuchedas lekelim. If the oval has a mita, that's miyuchedas lekelim. It's arach lefaisa. He doesn't have to do kviyah. So the arsa degada, which is not even miyuchedas lekelim, it's just different mazel type. So certainly there would be no reason to be kaifes. They must have said a kasha. Nula ella ikasha hakasha. This is a kasha. The tanya went to the brayis and Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Shimon Gamliel said dargish mater karbitov v'hu noifel mehelav. So Rav Shimon Gamliel was arguing with the Chachamim that we just mentioned on the bottom of Amad Aleph. And that is that Rav Shimon Gamliel holds that the Dargish, you did have to be kaifa. Meaning, on Amad Aleph, the Gemara Borda Braisa, Dargish loy hoyu kaifeyu They would leave it standing. Rav Shimon Gamliel said, I disagree. I hold that a Dargish, you do have to do something. Now, don't do kfiya samita. Don't literally take the bed and flip it upside down. But rather, what you should do is be matakarbitov. Take the ropes, Right, unscrew the screws and let the, the mattress of the bed fall to the ground. What's the kasha? The e dargish arsa de But if a dargish is arsa de gada, karbitin mi isle. And the Gemara right now believes that beds didn't have karbitin. They didn't have the proverbial screws. Now there were no screws. But what it would be is like ropes. So they would take ropes and somehow they would attach it with the lulois and some primitive way of attaching it together. But the point is, is that if it's a bed, beds didn't have karbitim. They were made of one piece. So if they didn't have karbitim, so what's Reb Shimon Gamliel talking about? So must be from Reb Shimon Gamliel's comment that the dargish, the oval, had to be mate karbitov, that's a raya l'chayra, that it's not a bed. Bottom line is, let's just pause for one second, even though the dot didn't come yet, but just for a moment, and that is the Mishnah is talking about a dargish. Someone was noyde ben amita. Is he asa bedargish or is he mutta bedargish? Machlik is remaining the chacham. Mar says, what is a dargish? So Ula said, I know what a dargish is. A dargish is an arsa degada, this bed that people used to have for seemingly superstitious reasons. By the way, the Rishonim talk about how could you even do that, right? Isn't that the isir of nichosh? It's a lavender tire, tamim tiyam hashem We don't get involved in all this superstition. You can have a bed, no one's going to touch the bed, and because of that, you're going to be zoichet to shefer bracha v'atzlochah, it's not something that sounds very Jewish, but the bottom line is, is that's what people used to do, and Ula said, I believe that's what this dargish is, and that's what Chazal meant when they said dargish, and Omri Rabbanu, Ula, the Rabbanu told Ula, it can't be, and really, 
The Gemara had three versions of what the Rabbanon's problem with Ula's Pshat was. The first was from the fact that you see that the Melech, when he used to sit Shiva, he would sit on the Dargish. Why is the Melech sitting on the Dargish? I thought no one ever sits on the Dargish. Once it's not a Kasha, because maybe you know, no, Avelim do things a little bit differently. That's why he's sitting on the Dargish. Then the Gemara said from the Shita Sachachomim that the Dargish lo kaifeo. That even though there's a Din Kvies Amita, but not the Dargish. If it's a Mita, they should have Din Kvies Amita. It's not a Kasha. It's not any different than a Mita that's Miyuchadus HaKalim. We didn't do, they didn't do any Kvies. The Gemara says, no, you're right. But the Kashim, this is the final question, was from Shimon Gamliel's Shita. Shimon Gamliel said that there was a quasi Din Kvies Amita, not your traditional Kvies Amita, but some form of Kvies Amita that was done with the Dargish. What was it? Mater Karbitin. They would remove the Karbitin, unscrew the screws or untie the ropes, and then the Mita would fall by itself. And the Gemara says, Mita mi isle Karbitin. Does a, does a bed have Karbitin? Lechera doesn't. And if that's the case, that must be a Raya that the Dargish is not the Ars of the God. Okay, so what is it? So what is that? So if it's not an Arsa the Gada, what must it be? So the Gemara says, Yasa Ravin, when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Babylon, and he brought so much Messiah with him. I asked one of the rabbis in Eretz Yisrael, the Rav Tachlifa Bar Marav his name was Rav Tachlifa Bar Marav. He wasn't the son of Marav, but he was a Bar Marav, meaning he was a Ben Eretz Yisrael. He used to drezach him the shuk of the people that dealt with leather, the Omar Li, and he told me, my Dargish, he said, over there I learned what a Dargish is. It's an Arsadetzala. It's a bed that's made of leather. So it was a unique type of bed. It was not a bed that nobody slept on, but it was a bed that was made of leather. So the mattress was made of leather, and that's what... This dargish was apparently it wasn't a traditional mita, and that's why there's a machloekis in the mission of someone's not even a mita. Doesn't mean dargish or does it not mean dargish? Now the Ran speaks out that the way Rovin said pshat, you know, based on this merchant, this soicher in dargish, you have to now revisit the machloekis Reb Shimon ben Gamliel and the Chachamim, and that is why is there a shaila if you do kfiyas amita on this beggar? On this mita, meaning bishloim, if it's a mita nobody slept on, so I understand the chachamim sheeted it that the dargish loy hayu kaifeyo. Shimon Gamliel said they used to do something. They used to be mat at the karbitan. But if it's a regular bed, it's like a hayrik bed. So why are you not doing kvisa mita? It's the Ran's kasha, and the Ran says that you have to say the reason is because this bed, because it was made of leather, was very valuable, and it seems the way it was structured, if you would flip it over the leather would be exposed to the ground now for seven days, and it would push it, ruin it. So because of the Hefzid Momin, Sechazal said, don't do the Kviyas Amita. Rabbi Shem Gamil said, there's an Eitzah, that even though you're not going to do your traditional Kviyas Amita, but there is a way to make it work. But the bottom line is, we have two Pshatim, what Dargish is. Ula said, it's the Ars of the Gada, the Gemara had problems with that. And the Gemara said that Ravin said over in the name of Rav Tachlifa, who was a Bar Marava, he was Shchiach Peshukah de Tzaloi, so he was a Soicha, but he gave us this gift. The taich in the word dargish, and what is it? It's a arsa d'tzala. It's a bed where the mattress is made of leather. What's a mita? What's a dargish? said mita So a mita held did have ropes. I mean, it had it. It had these karbitin. Even though the Gemara said earlier that beds don't really have these ropes, but Rabirmiya seemed to say that mita did have ropes. But what they would do is the way they would attach the mattress so to speak, to the frame of the bed was by tying the ropes al-gaba around the, the frame of the bed. Dargish, 
also had these ropes, but misargin oisoy migufoy. Instead of tying it around the bed, they would tie it through the bed. So it wouldn't go around it, but there were holes inside the bed, if you could picture it, or if you have a picture that's certainly worth a thousand words, it would go right through it, and that's the way they would tie it together. Which, by the way, this that Rabbi Yirmiya said very much supports what Rav Tachlifa Bar Marova said. And that is, it's a regular bed, but it's a, a bed that people would sleep on, seemingly, but at the same time, there was just something unique about its karbitim. When a kliyetz, mekabal tumas, is a mishnah mesech keilim, that talks about when things are mekabal tumas, specifically when are kalim that are made of wood, mekabal tumas. So the mishnah says, hamita, a bed, varisa is a crib, that's where babies sleep, mishnah yeshufeim ba'or hadag, you have to smooth out the wood, and the way they would smooth it is with the leather, or the skin of a, of a fish. So what's the kasha? The imita mistareges al gabo. If you're going to tell me that a bed had ropes and they would tie the ropes around the frame of the bed, so why would they have to smoothen it? The assumption is, this is super technical, that the reason they're smoothing the wood is because it's going to be exposed. But to the extent it's going to be covered anyway, so why are you putting all this effort and kaiches into it? It's anyways going to be covered. So the Gemara says, you're right, Ella, you have to say, Sai the Dargish and Sai the Mita had these ropes and they both went inside, not around. And that's why you want to make sure the outside of the wood is, is nice and smooth because it's not going to be exposed. What then is the difference between the Mita and the the Mita and the Dargish? Mita Ayule Afuke Bibzini. The Mita, these ropes went through the Bzini. Dargish Ayule Vafuki Bavaksa. As opposed to the Dargish went through the Avaksa. Baruch Hashem, we have Ran said to help us a little bit. And that is, Tibra Maschal, Iyuli Va'afuki Bivzoim. Bin a coven, Shalaruches Machnes, Umoitzi Roish Hachevel. So the Mita went through the actual wood. As opposed to, the Dargish was Ba'avaksa, Lulois Tluyin, Bin Nikfei Arkuvoisov, Ubehen Machnisin Roshi Ritzuyas, Atluyas Besvasa'ar. Instead of it actually going through the actual frame, the frame had Lulois, like hooks that were attached to it. And these ropes would attach to the frame through its hooks. Again, very technical difference, but that's what the Gemara says. I'm Rabbi Yaakov Aracha, I'm a Rabbi, Mito Shnaklitel Yoitzin, a Mito that has Naklitel that are Yoitzin. So this is a bed that had a canopy that would cover the top. So the way it was is you had these two sticks on the two sides of the bed, like towards the middle, one on the head of the bed, one at the foot of the bed, and then they would drape uh, a canopy, a tishtech on top of it. So, if someone has such a mita, so zoik vedai, as it relates to the lachas of tfiyas mita, all you have to do is be zoik of it. Now, what does it mean to be zoik of it? So the rush says, you're supposed to put it on the side, meaning as opposed to a traditional tfiyas mita, where you do a whole flipperu, this is only going to be on the side, it's not going to be a total flip. Amr of Yaakov, Baridi, Amr of Yishuv, Levi, as a postscript to this whole shayla, lachik, Rav Shem and Gamliel, regarding what? Dargish and whether or not you have to do nothing, that was the sheet of the Chacham, Rav Shem Gamliel said, you matter the karbitin, and everything falls down to the ground. The bottom line is, why are we discussing this? It's because the Mishnah said, Hanoidim and Amita, Muta Bedargish, or Asa Bedargish. Rav Meir said, Muta Bedargish, Chachamim said, Dargish is Bechal Mita, and the Gemara wanted to know what exactly is a Dargish, 
Two Mahalchem. Ula said a Dargish is an Ars of the God, it's just a bed that was there for a Masul Toiv. The Chachomim said, Tachlifa Bar Marava, he was a, a, a Soicher who dealt with leather, and he says, No, I know from the Shuk that people used to use the word Dargish when they were referring to a bed that was made of leather. And as we saw, this is something that's Nageya, not only Hilchas Nadarim, but it's something that's Nageya, Hilchas Avelis as well. So again, the Daf began, Hanoidim and Abayas. We went from there to Hanoider. Minamito. Now we're going to discuss Hanoidim in her ear. Hanoidim in her ear. If somebody makes a nether, he's not going to have a no from a city. He's allowed to enter the tchum of the ear. However, he's not allowed to enter the ibur of the ear. So this is where Nidorim meets Erevin, albeit not in a very intimidating way, just in a Lashem Bnei Adam way. So we know from the laws of Erevin that there's something called Iburish Nelir. And there's something called the Tchum of the year. So Tchum first, because that's something that everybody knows. The Tchum is Alpayim And it has significance, obviously, in the laws of Tchumen. The Ibur of the year is what defines the actual city limits. So how do you determine the city limits, right? The basic halach of Tchumen is that if you live in a city and you're there at the beginning of Shabbos, so you can't go more than 2,000 amits beyond the city limits, right? The halach of Tchumen is not you can't walk 2,000 amits. That's not true. The halach of Tchumen is, is you can't go more than 2,000 amits beyond your makim. How do you define your makim? Your city is your makim. Now, if you happen to be homeless, you're sleeping for whatever reason on the side of the road, you're trying to make it to a certain shtok for Shabbos and you couldn't make it, so then you have dalad amis, and then enochanami, it's alpayim from your dalad amis. But assuming you're living in a city, so then you're going to have 2,000 amis. So the question then becomes, how do you define the city? So the shir is the ibur of the air. The halach is that if there's no civilization outside the city, meaning you walk outside the city limits and there's just nothing there, so then the city is the city. But to the extent that within the city, within the Ibur of the city, which is 70 and some odd Amis, there's at least one house that extends the city to that point, and then the Apayimama goes from there. So you have the Tchum, which is the Apayimama, and then there's the Ibur, which is the extension of the actual city. So the Tchum, if you think about the Lundus, is, to, is really outside the city. The Ibor is the extension of the city. Incidentally, the word Ibor, the Rishonim say, comes from a Isha that's Mubaris. So just like a woman that's Mubaris, so she has an extension to her guf. So too, the Ibor of the city is considered the extension of the city. But this, is the, this, is, this underpins the Saks Gemara. The Ibor is the extension of the city. The Tchum is a, a space outside the city, and it teaches you how far outside the city you can or cannot go on Shabbos. So the bottom line is, if somebody makes sense, they won't enter a city, you can enter the Tchum of the air. You can't enter the Ibur of the air. Why? This is the Vark. The Tchum is not the city, so therefore you're allowed to enter the Tchum of the city. However, the Ibur is the city, and it's for that reason, the Ibur you would not be able to enter. If somebody makes a net, they won't have enough from a bias. Asr, there the halach is, he's not allowed to enter the house. Min agaf. Vilifnim. So again, this is going to get technical again at the end of the daf, but the agaf is where the door closes. So we'll see a little bit more about this in the Gemara, but just push it to teach the Mishnah, and that is at the door of a house, you had the threshold, right? The threshold is like the little wooden platform, which is where the mezuzahs are, and the Hanukkah is on the other side, and then you have the mashkif on top, and that's where the door opens and the door closes. So when the door closes, Part of the, the 
the threshold is going to be on the inside of the house, and part of the threshold is going to be on the outside of the house. So the agav is where the door closes. So from the agav vilafnim, that's the inside of the house. From the agav vilafchutz, that's the outside of the house. That's a little bit of a chiddush because you could have thought that the whole threshold should maybe be considered part of the house. And if the whole threshold is part of the house, it's not only min agav vilafnim that should be also min agav vilafchutz should also be also. If you're standing on the threshold, even though you're on the outside looking in, but it still doesn't matter, right? With the mezuzahs to your right and the nechanikas the to your left, it still should be a problem. It doesn't matter which side of the threshold you're on. You would think, at the end of the day, the threshold's part of the house. That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. What the Mishnah is saying is, that when bias Oser, only agaf but if I'm in the house, I'm just on the outside part of the house, at that point I'm going to be mutter. I think that's the avil of the Mishnah. Or what's the avil of the Mishnah? Mishnah said two halachas. Right. The Mishnah says, What's the avil? What do the two have to do with each other? We have Two separate things. One is a noidem and a bias, and the other one is a noidem and a ear. It's because noidem and a ear, we have a very expansive definition of what the city is. Even the ebor of the city is considered part of the city. As opposed to a noidem and a bias, there we're being medactic achotasayr. So it's literally, if you're on the threshold, but it's on the outside part of the door, that's already not considered a noidem and a bias. So the first part of the mission said, a noidem and a ear, you're allowed to enter the tchum, you're not allowed to enter the ebor. And we spoke out what the lumbus is. The tchum is the outside of the city, the ebor is the extension. Of the actual cities. How do you know that the Ibur of a city is considered part of the city? I'm Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon said that I'm Akrat's learned that from the following Pasuk. And this Pasuk is one of the most famous Pasukim in Tanakh. It's quoted in some of the most Geshmaka gathered to Gemaras and Shas, but here we're quoting it for a very different reason. It says, Vahibi Yais Yeshua Berichai, the Gaimer. We know what the Gaimer is. The Malach came, and it's not Akabasi. The Chulu, the Chulu. But what we need is over here that where was Yeshua? He was in Yericha. So Mar says, my Yericha. What do we mean when we say he was in Yericha? Elam, Yericha, Mamish, doesn't mean he was literally in Yericha. It can't be. Because at that point, it says, Yericha is Saigeris and Mesugeris. We know Yericha was compl- completely locked up. It was surrounded by walls. They were going to have to blow Shoifer and Elena Lashabeah. Things were going to, major miracles were going to happen in order to enter Yericha. At that point, they didn't enter Yericha. So what does it mean that Yeshua was Yericha? Elashmamina must be Beibura. He must have been in the Ibor of Yericha. Oh, so you see from here that he, Ibor is considered part of the Maybe he was in the Tchum. And maybe the Tchum is also considered part of the city. Right? There's something called the Tchum. So maybe that's what's going on. So the Gemara says, It says regarding the Tchum, Now this is a Pasuk of Masse. It's talking about the Ariel Avim. So the Ariel Avim, Avim got cities. But they didn't, and the Torah lists what the cities were, and it says that part of the city was they get Alpayimam, they get the Tchum. But when the Torah describes the Tchum, it says, Umadoisem, you should measure, Mechutzloir. Oh, Givaldic. So it's a Mafurish Apostle that the Tchum is the Mokum, that's Mechutzloir. So you can't tell me the Tchum is part of the city. And it's for that reason, I know them in our ear. Is also beiburishalir because you see that Yeshua Benun was in the ibur of Yericha, and the pasuk says very famously, "Vayibiyos Yeshua be Yericha." Vayisoyis the ibur is part of the city, but the tchum not because umadoisem michutzloir. That's when the Torah says you should measure. You should you should measure the alpayimam. The second part of the Mishnah was avol. Anoidem and abayis aser mina agaf 
Filifnim. Says the Gemara, Avum min ha'aga filichutz It's very, pretty clear in the Mishnah. It's not much of a dik. It's obvious that it's only min ha'aga filifnim. That is what the Mishnah is saying. That's going to be awesome. But the aga filachutz, so if somebody, again, is on the threshold, that piece of wood that's right where the door is, but you're on the outside looking in, so then you're going to be moted, even though you annoyed them in a bias. Because the bias would be the part of the threshold that's on the inside when the door closes. But if you're on the outside part when the door closes, so then that loch is. It's going to be muttered. That's not considered part of the bias. Ramari. Ramari asked the kasha, and the kasha that he asked was again from Nige Batam. So this is the second time in today's da that we have the sugi of Nige Batam. So the pasuk is v'yotza hakoyim in abayis al pesach habayis v'hisker as habayis about koyrefeim shivas yom. So the pasuk is talking about koyin that's going to right now paskin that this bias or bias. Is Mitzayra. Uh, and the Torah says, min The Koyin is going to leave the house. You have to leave the house first. Where do you go? You go El Pesach to the entrance way of the bias. The Hizkir as Habayas, Shivas Yom. And then he paskins that this bias needs to be locked up for seven days. So Ramori brought a price. You would think, where should he go? You should go home. Go home, and then at your dining room table, that's when you're going to pass in that this is a Mitzvah. Talmud Loimert says, El Pesach It's not only say go home. It says you should leave the bias, but you should go El Pesach HaBoyes. Now, El Pesach HaBoyes, Yochel Yamatach Samashkoi, Fiyasker. So you would say, okay, go to the Pesach HaBoyes. Go go to that place where the mezuzah is to your right, the Nechanik is to your left. That's exactly where you should do it. Talmud Loimert, the problem is, it says, Min HaBoyes. Mina bias means you have to leave the entire bias. You have to be completely removed from the bias. Okay, so what should he do? He should stand right next to the mashkoif. So the mashkoif is the top of where the doorposts are. And that's where you should paskin that this bias is a mitzvah. Now, how do you know that this whole halach is only you could do it anywhere, you could do it in your house, or you could do it in this house, how do you know that's all fine? Talmud loimar, v'hizker as habayis, mikol makoim. It says v'hizker as habayis, and that's, you know, what's the Gemara's kasha? Gemara's kasha is that the koyim, when he would pass in that this bias is a mitzvah, so it's a little tricky where he had to stand. Meaning, he couldn't be in the house because it says v'yotzam and abayis. He also couldn't go too far from the house because it says v'yotzam el pesach abayis. So what's he supposed to do? So you go right outside the house. Meaning, make sure you're not underneath the mashkev. And as long as you're not underneath the mashkev, that's the perfect place. That's where you should do it. What's the Gemara's kasha? The Gemara's kasha is that if you're going to tell me the threshold, that's at the bottom of the house is partially considered in the house and partially not on the house. So if you're in the, on the threshold, but you're you're on the part of the threshold where if the door would be closed, you'd be on the outside looking in. That's already not considered being in the house. So why do you have to make sure you're not underneath the mashkif? You could be underneath the mashkif. Just make sure you're mena'aga Because you see from our Mishnah, that mena'aga is already not considered a bias. That was Ramari's festa kasha. The Gemara answers, Shani Gabi bias, by bias, it's different, the chsev, min ha bias, achayetzim min ha bias, it says, v'yotza koyem min ha bias, that's a riboy to tell me, that he has to completely leave the bias, 
And the Reboi tells me that even the area that's Mena'aga Filochutz is going to be considered part of the bias. Meaning, ordinarily, Mena'aga Filochutz is not considered part of the bias. And that's why I know the Mena'abayis is only also Mena'aga Filochutz. However, being that the Torah said the Yatzah Koy Mena'abayis, so that comes to tell me that you have to make sure that you're under or part of no part of the bias, and that's why you have to leave that area, Ligamri, that concludes today's job. So just to speak out one Ha'ara, as promised, which is related not to today's daf, but to yesterday's daf. And that is the classic Gemara on the bottom of Daf Nun Hey Amir Aleph, which is also a Gemara, Masechtis Erevin, Daf Nun Dalid Amir Aleph, that we glossed through a little too quickly. And that is, the Gemara told the story that Rava had sent a Shiloh to Rav Yosef. And it seems that Rava was a little bit unclear with the Shiloh. And Rav Yosef thought that Rava meant one thing. Rav Yosef said a tshuva. Turns out Rav Yosef, Damayiroim, thought got it wrong, and they clarified to Rabbi Yosef what they meant when they asked the question. And the Gemara said, the end of a little bit of drama, Ikbid Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef had a kpeja, and Rav knew that. And Rav felt that the right thing to do is to go ask the Rebbe Mechila. So he waited until Erevim Kippur to go ask a Mechila. He comes and he saw that Rabbi Yosef, who was a Sagi Noritz, Gabba was mixing wine, the mitzvah to eat and to drink on Erevim Kippur, and Rav Yosef has this wine that's being prepared for him. So Rav says, you know something? Let me take care of it. So Rav Yosef prepares it. So Rav prepares it, gives it to Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef takes a sip and he says, this tastes like it was prepared by Rav. Rav says, it's true. Anihu, I'm the one that prepared it for you. So Rav Yosef sees that Rav is in his presence and ikbit Rav Yosef. And Rav Yosef has been waiting for this moment. Didn't happen until Erevim Kippur, but he's been waiting for this moment because he wanted to give him a little bit of musr, a little bit of teichacha. So he told him, I don't want you to sit down until you explain to me the following Pasuk. It says in the Pasuk, Psukim in Parshas Chukas. And the Psukim literally are talking about the trials and the tribulations and the travels of the Yidin through the Midbar. But Rabbi Yosef understood that there's a drasha here, and he wanted Rabba to be Mechavin to what the drasha is. So Rabba told him, I'm going to tell you what the Pasuk means. Umi Midbar Matana. Kivan Shaisa Adamas Aspik in Midbar. If a person makes himself like a Midbar, which is hefke to everybody, they wish gives them Torah b'matana. Once a person zoich the Torah b'matana, he has a nachlo in it, meaning he yarshins the Torah. As soon as a person gets Torah b'nachlo, He's oil l'gdulah shenemar uminachlio bombs. But then he continued, and he said, If a person takes this gdulah and he becomes a balgaiva, Hakadosh Baruch Hu mashpila. Debesh is going to take away his gaiva. Like the pasuk continues, umibamoyz hagat. Not just that, v'nishkof al pnei ayeshimoy shoykenoyz avikarke. He can fall very, very low. However, v'mchayzavoy. But if he's chayzav from his gaiva, meaning he goes back to his midas hanava, Hakadosh Baruch Hu magbia. Debesh is going to lift him back up shenemar. As the Pasik says, and this is not in Chukas, this is in Yeshaya, called gay, you know, say. And the Ran says that what was the point in Rav Yosef getting Rava to tell him this drasha? What he wanted him to realize was the importance of Anava. And it seems that Rav Yosef felt that the insensitivity that Rava had in the Shiloh, the way he presented it to his Rebbe, came from a, 
a place of Anova Gaiva, and that's why he wanted him to say this drasha. So just one ha'ara as it relates to the drasha of Umimidbar Matano, Umimatana Nachliel, Uminachliel Bomois. Rep Itzelapetaburger, the great Goyen and the great leader of the 19th century Muslim movement, he's famous for Kaikhayar and being a Talmud Muvakar of Yisrael Salanta. But Yeshiva, we know, he was also a tremendous guy. In. And he wrote the Shailas Achuvas pre Yitzchak. In his Akdama, the Shailas Achuvas pre Yitzchak, he opens with this Gemara that we just learned. Nudarim Dafnonhe. Chazal's Drasha. That if a person is Mesa Matzmaik in Midbar, Torah is Nitna Leib Maton. And Rabbi Itzala asked the Kasha from another Gemara. This other Gemara is a Mesechtis Brachis, one of the first Gemaras in Shas. The Gemara says, Amr Abzeir, Vitem Rab Chanin, Bar Papa. Boy, you're right. Shaloi Kemidis, Akadish Baruch, Midis Basavadam. Take a look at how different Akadish Baruch is than a Basavadam. Midis Basavadam, a Basavadam, Adam Moicher Chefetz Chaver. A person sells something to his friend. Moicher Otsev, the seller is Ungazetz, Vilakeach Sameach, and the person that buys it, he's Pesimcha, he just walked off with something Gishmak. Avala Akadish Baruch, Enoike. Debishne is not like that. Rather, the Ebishnu was Nosalam Tayr Israel. The Ebishnu sold us the Torah. This Rameach, and he's happy with it. Chenemar, Tilekach Toiv Nosati Lochem, Tayrosi Al Kazoy. Said Rabbi Tzalo, it's before in this Gemara in Brochus Tafirim and Aleph that Torah is a Mekach. Shnuwei Kamidis Akadosh Baruch Hamidis Basavadam. Amidis Basavadam, when you moich, when you fakoyf something, so you're usually yatsit. Akadosh Baruch Hu sold us the Torah, ki lekach toiv nasati lochem. But Afal Pikein, he tells us, Teirasi al Tazoiv, he's so happy, he's so besimcha over the fact that we're the ones that have the Torah. So, Freyk Rabitzalah, that I don't understand how you reconcile these two Gemaras. Mitzad Echad have a Gemara in the Dorim Daphne Heim and Aleph, which again is also a Gemara in Erevin Daphne and Dalarim and Aleph, that says that Torah is nitna bimaton. That together, the nature of the transaction that a person has to do in order to acquire Torah is you have to be Makabal Matana. Mi Midbar Matana. A person's shaykhist to Torah is that when you learn Torah and you acquire Torah, what it means, it was given to you as a gift. But then I have the Gemara and Brachis that says, Ki nasati lochem al where it would seem to be Mephurish in the Gemara that really Torah is acquired via a Mekach. So what's the transaction? Is the transaction Matana or is the transaction Mekach? And just to explain the obvious, when a person receives a gift, it's very different than when a person buys something. A gift is Bechinam. A gift you get for free. Someone gives you a Hanukkah present. So you didn't pay for it, you get it. Well, the wow, schmack, thank you. I really appreciate it. A Mekach you have to pay for. There's a consideration. You have to swipe a credit card. Otherwise, you don't get the Mekach. So what is Torah fundamentally? Do you have to earn your Torah? Or does the Ebesh to give you Torah b'matana? This is Rabbi Itzel's question that he ponders as his opening to his Shailas Hachuvah's pre-Yitzchak. Said Rabbi Itzel, it's Pashit, and it's obvious, and it's Muchach from here, Asadot Tzveidina. There's two ways that a person could acquire Torah. You could acquire Torah b'matana, the Ebesh can give it to you as a gift, or you could acquire Torah by paying for it. Ki lekach toiv nasati lochem. Sometimes people get Torah, they wish to gift it to them. And sometimes they wish it's not going to give you Torah. You pay for it, and it's yours. But if, they, if you don't pay for it, you're not going to get it. So what does it depend on? What's a Talian? What does a person need to do to be Zoycha that <coughs> Torah is going to be given to him the Matana? Said Rabbi it's this Gemara. Mi Midbar Matana. If a person makes himself like a Midbar, then he's going to be Zoycha to Torah the Matana. But if a person doesn't make himself like a Midbar, 
then you're going to have to pay for the Torah, and then it's only going to be kilekach toiv nasati lochem. So it says Rabbi Yitzchak, so what does it mean, make yourself like a myth, a midbar? What's the taich? I should make myself like a midbar. Okay, it sounds very uh, interesting. But what does it practically mean, right? What's the, the definition of making yourself like a midbar? So Rabbi Yitzchak says a musab shat. He says the midbar is a, a place that everybody tramples on. The midbar is a place that's completely hefker. If there's any part of the world that has no stolts, it's the midbar. So said Rabbi Itzalah, that what does it mean? A person has to be Mesa Matzvah a midbar. It means he has to be an un of like the midbar. And if you're going to be an un of like the midbar, that's when you're going to be Zaychat the Torah. Now Rabbi Itzalah doesn't quote any makar to this, but really it's a Mephurish Arashi. If you look in our Gemara, as mentioned in Erev and Daphne and Dalad and Aleph, so the Gemara's Loshan over there is, in other Mesa Matzvah Kemidbar Zeh, Shehakol Doshan Boy. So, okay, look at Rashi. What does it mean? Shakol Doshim boy. Shein boy gasos. It's before Shirashi. That if a person makes himself like the midbar, Shakol Doshim boy. Shein boy gasos. He's going to be zoicha to Torah b'matana. So a person could try to earn Torah by himself. That's fine. You could do that. You're a Balkishman. You work. You're Gatim Matsasi Tamen. There's nothing holding back a person from acquiring Torah. But there's a Madragan Torah where a person can get Torah beyond his Kishoyness. Where Torah is given to you even if you don't have the, the necessary funds to clear the check for the amount of Torah that you want to be Zaycha to. Because Torah can be given to you by Matan. And for that, you don't need any money in the bank. But, what, but for that, there's a criteria. <coughs> What's the criteria? Mimidbar Matana. And what does it mean? Mimidbar? Shakol Dashimboy? And like Rashi says, Gasas. The truth is, I looked around a little bit. The Maral and his Nesiva Zoylam, they bring it on the side of the Inyakiv. He has a whole Arichas that if a person wants to be Zoycha, Tetayr B'matana, so the Eitzah is Rashi, She'im Gasas. It requires Midas Nova. The Nitziv in his Herchev Dover and his Pirish on uh, the Torah and Parshas Chukas on that pasuk who midbar matana has a whole arichos where he says that what does it mean to be midbar matana? A person has to be meisam atzmo midbar shakol doshen boy where he's going to be betachlas on nov and if a person's going to be a non of Torah is going to be nitnaloy b'matana. I saw Rebbe Shikin is in Elio. He has a whole musar shmuz about midas on nov right here on this Gemara because that's what it depends on. A person doesn't need on nov necessarily to learn Torah. The person could be a Balgaiva and learn Torah. But that Torah is going to be kafi, what he's capable of learning. That's a Torah that's a Mekach. That's a Torah that's But then there are people that steig way beyond their Kishoyness. And that's because Torah was given to them by Matana. But in order to get Torah by Matana, you have to be a, a certain Barhachi. You have to have a certain prerequisite. What's the prerequisite to be Zoycha to Torah by Matana? Umimid by Matana, Kiloshan Agamara Erevin. And like Rashi says, that's what it's right in his akdama, right in his akdama to pre So the question is, what's the pshat? What's the beer advarim? Why is it that it's all about anava? That if a person is aimed by gasos and a person has anava, then he's zoicha that Torah is nitnaleiba matana. I think the pshat's poshet. I think it's poshet adlamaoid. And it's really based on a raid that we spoke about a few weeks ago on Daflam and Chesam and Aleph. We mentioned then that. The Gemara says in Bava Basra, that Yud Beis Amar Aleph, that Miyom Shechar of Beis Hamikdash, the Nevuah was taken away from the Nevi'im, and it was given to the Chachamim and the Ramban and the Ritva. 
both in Baba Basra Dafi Bezam and Aleph say, what does that mean that the Chachamim suddenly have Nevoah? They have Nevoah? Well, Chachamim have Nevoah? Where, where do you find the Rashidas have Nevoah? Someone's talking to them and telling them a major lumbus, and then they can say two dinam and a var? That's, that's not the Pshat. And they both say that there's two types of Nevoah. There's Nevoah where the Ebishta talks to you. Literally, you have a dream. You go into a trance, the way the Rambam describes Nevoah and Hilchas Yisaydi Atayra. But then there's also a concept where the Ebishter gives ideas to you, with something suddenly, Hashem Heireinai, and an idea, or like Tchasam Soifer says, Hashem Hanani Hashem. And all of a sudden, there's some concept of Soyda Hashem Lirei, where Hashem put out an idea in your head, you don't even know where it came from, the person's Bechlal note, not Shaykh to even saying a word like this. But Afal Pikei, suddenly Hashem is Heir Ruchai, and a hot of HaKoifen. That's Nevoah. It's in the words of the Ramban, not Nevuas Hanavim, but it's Nevuas Hachachonim. But it works together. We spoke at a long rate about this concept that there's two dinam in Nevuah. This Nevuas Hanavim and this Nevuas Hachachonim. We said that Psha Malka Vesarea Bagoyim Ain Torah. When Beis Amikdash was Charev, we didn't only lose the Beis Amikdash, but we lost Tamura Torah as well, like the Goyen said in the Marshals that we always speak about. What's the next passage? Gam Neviel Le Matzul Chazam Hashem. What does it mean we lost the Torah? What we lost was the Nevuah. Now we have a shlokal nevuah, because I'll say that even though there's no nevuahs on nevuah, we still have nevuahs hachachamim. But it's not the same. At the end of the day, once the base of mikdash was charev, there was a yirida in that, and that's the malchus of the rebbe. I'll and tell you what does that mean. Gam neviel leimatzah chazam hashem. But the point is, there's a concept, there's an idea. This is an idea that's a, a big part of Torah, and that is nevuahs hachacham. There's nevuahs hanevim, and there's nevuahs hachachamim. Nevuahs hanevim is when the Eved talks to a person. Nevuahs hachachamim was with a person. The Eved gives a person that you find tzaddikim. They had roch hakodesh. Somebody told them something. No, they just knew something. Why? They just knew it. The Ramchal talks about Ruch HaKodesh. He says, sometimes people know things they have no business knowing. They, but they know it. They know for How do you know? I don't know, but I know. So how do you know? It's, it's a Ruch HaKodesh. Daika Ruach. That's what it is. With Ebishter puts an idea in a person's head. And because he has this idea in his head, that's how somehow he knows that this is the way it is. But in order for a person to have Nevoah, Rabbi Yechenin's memra, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mashur Shechina, Sayel, Al-Chacham, Gibar, Asher, V'Ana, V'Kulumimosh. And we spoke of Rabbi Chaim V'Lajan and the Tzadikim that said, that what does it mean? You have to be a Chacham, Gibar, Asher. Really, all you have to do is be an Anav. But in order for that Anava to be an Anava, you have to be tempted with the Nesayin of Gaiva. So you have to have Chachma, you have to have Gvuri, you have to have an Ashiris, and then you're an Anava is going to be a real Anava, so that you'll be Zoycha to Nevoah. But the point is, is that in order for a person to have Nevoah, I don't think this is like a Shtikol Torah, it's posh, it's mathematical. In order for a person to have Nevoah, he has to have Anava. That's Rabbi Yechim said in one word, what did Nevoah require? Anava. That's Rabbi Chaim Velazhin's understanding of Rabbi Yechim's memory. One word, it's Anava. So it's posh. It. I think the Maton of Torah is Nevoah Sachachamim. That's what it is. The Maton of Torah is Nevoah Sachachamim. How's a person Zoycha to Nevoah? Anov. That's what it is. I. What do you mean? It's chacham. No, that's all heichatimtza for anova. But it's anova. So if a person wants to be zoyich to tarbe matana, what does he have to do? It's mimid bar matana. Then says, I looked again in Reb Itzala. Reb Itzala says this. Come out mafurish. After he says his shtikol he says so beautifully that a person could be zoyich to through his kishroinus, and then a person could be zoyich to that's way beyond his kishroinus. And then he says afterwards, ki lefamim yuchal adam lahasig lamaylo yoisem mikafi erech sichloi vitvunaso. Here's 
He's telling to this Gemara, the Hein Hein Advarim. What does it mean, Kairos Nitnoloi B'Matana? What it means is, Nevoas HaChachamim. So it's Pashat. What's the criteria for Nevoas HaChachamim? The same criteria for Nevoas Hanavim. Nevoas Hanavim requires another. Ena Kadosh Baruch Hu Mashrish Chinasa Yalalalanam. The Balgaiva, me and him, can't even be on the same planet. We spoke about this. But the point is, Chaira, it's, it's very, very Pashat. But in Beis Medrash Bolei Chiddush, I was discussing this with the Ram in Teretimimah, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Weinberg, and he told me two beautiful Eisachas. One Eisachas is Bederech Tzachas, and that is, the, I remember in Yeshiva they used to say, I don't think this happened, but they used to say that it's Yodua that the Chazanish wrote Hagois on Rabbi Chaim Briske's Sefer on the Rambam. And he wrote lengthy Hagoyes. We have the Goyonis in the back of the big, tall, black Reb Chaims. <laughs> they have the Goyonis from the Chazanish. In Yeshiva, they used to say that the Chazanish's first Haggad, it's not there, but the first Haggad that the Chazanish had on Reb Chaim was that the Sefer is called Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi Al Rambam. And it's Kasha was that the word Rabbeinu you find by the Rishonim. But you don't find Rabbeinu by Haintege Achreinim. Sayyidachin, you named the Sefer Rabbeinu Chaim. Rabbeinu was a Psalashin that you found by the Rishonim. So they used to say that the brisk is said back that the word chazoin is something you find by the Nevi'im. Chazoin Avadia, Chazoin Yeshaya, says Rabbeinu, where do you come to Chazanish? Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, time in Meiridig. He said that the word chazoin passes by Chachamim also. Valdos is Nevoah, it's Chachamim. The whole Chazanish is Nevoah. It's true, it's Nevoah. Not Nevoah, Sanavim, Chazoin Yeshayo, Pachaloi Madabraboy. It's Nevoah, Sachachamim. The Hein Hein Advar. But he's had one other beautiful Isafa, and that is the last Nevoah that we have, right? The last of the Nevi'im is Sefer Malachi. What was the last Nevoah in Sefer Malachi? Zichru Teras Moshe Avdi, Asher Tzivisi Yosei Bechayriv Al Kol Yisrael Chukamu Mishpatim, Hine Anoichi Shalach Chamasal, Avlifne Boyim Hashem Agadav Anoira, Veheishiv Leivavay Sabanav Leibanav Alavoysam, Penovay Vikesi Etzah Oretzchem. This concludes Malachi is Ezra, he's the last of all the Nevi'im, and this was the last Nevoah that was ever said. So, Rabchan Kanyevsky, in his Sefer, Time of the Cross, he says as follows. He said, Zichu Teres Moshe Avdi, Pirish, Zohi Nevoah Achroina. This was the last Nevoah that Klai Yisrael had. V'hoiral Achrosayom Shloyu Nevi'im. And the last Nevoah was a Nevoah about the Tkufu when there would be no longer Nevi'im. So, till now this Nevi'im, but this is the last Nevoah. This is the very last communication that we had directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu through one of his Nevi'im. So what was the last Nevi'im? The last Nevi'im was that Yidin, you're not going to have Nevi'im anymore. That's Zichru Teres Moshe Avdi. You should know that everything is in the Torah. And the answers to all the questions I found that this comes from Reb Chaim who used to answer all the questions from the Torah, literally. So Reb Chaim said that that's the last Nevi'im of Zichru Teres Moshe Avdi, that you Losing the Nevi'im. So who are you going to go to now? There's going to be an Eitzor. There's going to be a Matzav. And you're going to have to go ask a Shiloh. Who are you going to go ask the Shiloh to? So you should know that don't worry about it. Zichru Teres Moshe Avdi. Because even though there's no Nevi'im, but there's still Torah. V'zeo Zichru Teres Moshe Avdi ki ha'kol nimtso ba'Torah v'hafachba v'hafachba d'kulaba this is what Reb Chaim wrote. That's the last Nevoah. The last Nevoah is that even though there's no Nevi'im anymore, right? Vaytelech Lidrash says, Hashem, you're not going to have this anymore. Chana goes to Eli. But Reb Yaakov Yosef said, there's an Oymik over here. You know what the Oymik is? Is that in the Torah, Liktoichet Nevoah. Zichru Torah, Moshe Avdi, you're not going to have Nevoah, Sanavim anymore. Because if a person learns Torah, and he learns Torah in the proper way, he could be Zoichet to Nevoah, Sachachamim. So, Lichten Zichru Teres Moshe Avdi. 
is the fact that there was going to be Nevoah, Varm Neflam. But I just want to end with one last Ha'ara, and that is that the Gemara said that in the Hemshech, Umi Midbar Matana, Umi Matana Nachliya, so Rabbi Yosef tells Rav, he gives him a whole Musa Shmuz. And he tells him that you should know that if a person is Mesa Matzmik in Midbar, he's Zoycha the Terebim Matan. And once you get Zoycha, once you get Terebim Matan, you remember the Torah. And when you remember the Torah, Kivan Shenach Loikel, Oilo Lugdulo. You end up being Oilo Lugdulo. So I saw in the NLEO from Vilyo Shek, he says that this whole Drosha, this Kansa Maisa, was all in the sky by Yosef, by Rav Yosef. It was in the sky by Rav Yosef himself. Rabbi Yosef, he's the one who was the recipient of this drasha. He told Rav, he said, Gavad, this is the pshat I wanted you to say. He said, you see it by Rabbi Yosef himself. Rabbi Yosef was Mesa Matzmik in Midbar. The Gemara says, Misha Mes Rabbi Batla Anava. What did Rabbi Yosef say? He said, Loi Tisne Anava, Dekana. What did Rabbi Yosef have? Rabbi Yosef was Zoycha Tatayra. But he wasn't just Zoycha Tatayra. He was Nachli Kel. He didn't forget his learning. Rabbi Yosef is, goes down in history as the Sinai. And because Rabbi Yosef is the, the Sinai, what does it mean he was a Sinai? He was a tremendous Baki. It means he had a Zikara Nifla. It means he remembered all his learning. And this idea of remembering all his learning was something that he was Zoycha to because his Torah came from his Anova. He was Mesa Matzma Kemidbar Sha'in by Gasos, like Rashi says in Erevind Afnandalam and Aleph. Therefore, Torah was snitten away by Matana, and therefore he was Zoycha to the Nachle Kel. And what happened after Rabbi Yosef was Nachle Kel? It was Oilu Lugdula. Because that's the Gemara and then the Brachas, the Gemara and then the Gemara and then the Hyrius. But the Gemara says there was a Shaila who should become the Rosh Hashiva. Should it be Rabbi? Should it be Rabbi Yosef? So they sent a whole letter and they sent back and they said, which one's Adif? And they sent back Sinai Adif. Which means that Rabbi Yosef became Rosh Hashiva. He was Zoycha to become Rosh Hashiva. Why? Why was he Zoycha to become Rosh Hashiva? Precisely because of the fact that he was a Sinai. See, he says, the Inuliyah, Mamash beautiful. He says, this whole Inya was in sky and by was in sky and by Rabbi Yosef. That Rabbi Yosef was Mesa Matzma Kemidbar, Leitisne Anovet Ikana. So he was Zoycha to a lot of Torah. Torah that was Nitna Loi B'matana, and as a result, it was Nach Loi Kel, Nachliel. He became the Sinai, and because he was the Sinai, Sinai Adif, so he was the one that was Zoycha, he was the one that was Zoycha to be the Rosh Hashiva. I was thinking that why is the Sinai called a Sinai? Where does this come from? That someone that is a big bucky, he's called a, a Sinai. It's the title of the word Sinai. The Taich, Sinai means, like Oikahara means, right, figuratively speaking, you understand why it means London, right? But wh- why is Sinai a Sinai? So if you look in Rashi and Hoirius, assuming Rashi and Hoirius is Rashi, but Sinai and Daf Gimel Amanal, Sinai Adif, Misheshana Mishnah, Misheshana Mishnah, Ubraisa, Sturinloi, Kinesinas, Mear Sinai. Someone whose Mishnayis and Braisa is a Sturinloi. If the, a person's Torah is Mesudr, the way the Torah was Mesudr at Sinai, he's the Sinai. The Koyach of the Sinai is, is that the Torah is very Mesudr by him. Shmoyakiv and Zoysiyakiv has a whole arichis, a whole mimer on this for another day. But it says the Koyach of the Sinai is, the Baki, it's not just that he knows so much, it's that it's very, very Mesudr. It's the Mishnah and the Braisa, a Sturin like in the Sinasa Me'ar Sinai. We know at Har Sinai, Rashi says in the beginning of Parshish Mishpatim, the Torah was given to Shulchan Aruch. Everything was very, very Mesudr. And it was clear. But it was Mitaklorkite, with an incredible Sidor. And the Sinai is someone that's Mesudr. In other words, the Sinai was called Sinai because it was a Bucky. It's not, it's not another word for Bucky. The reason the Sinai is called the Sinai is because his Torah has a Shaykhis to the Torah of Sinai. His Madrega in Torah is related to, to Sinai. 
It's, a, it's an uptight in the Madriga Satira. His Torah is Masudra like the Torah was Masudra by Sinai. So I was thinking maybe you could say two Isophis. The first Isophis is, is that we know the Gemara says in Psach and Daf Samaches and Mabez that even though there's Machlech through Lezreb Yeshua, Yontif, Chatsi Lachem, Chatsi Lachem, but that Seres, Hakom Moidim, Debina Nami Lachem. Everyone's Moidim when it comes to that Seres, Debina Nami Lachem. And the Gemara says over there that Rabbi Yosef, that Moir Rabbi Yosef, he would say, when it came at Saras, he said, make me a very fancy dinner. I want to be incredibly besimcha now, because it's Shavuos. And he would say, because if not for today, there'd be somebody, I'd just be another Yosef. I'd be another Joe, right? I'd be another Yosef. But the fact that we had the Torah, so therefore, I'm and he would celebrate. Yontif, you have to be besimcha. You have to be besimcha on Yontif. Could the simcha be... The And who's the one that seems to manifest this simcha in the Gemara? It was Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef's the one, right? Every this we always say this that anytime Chazal and Megal a little something to us, so it's just Why do we know Punk Rav Yosef was the one that was besimcha? We think Rabbi wasn't besimcha. Rabbi Yochanan wasn't besimcha. Abayi v'Rabbi weren't besimcha. But if Chazal is telling us about Rabbi Yosef, there's something to be learned in terms of understanding Rabbi Yosef, in terms of understanding Simchas Yontiv, understanding Shavuos, but also in terms of understanding Rabbi Yosef. Right? It's Pasha. That's the Ayin Panim. It's all the different things that you take out from every. But Rabbi Yosef is someone that was nitzdayin in this Indian of Simchas Torah. We know the Torah. Chazal say that Rabbi Yosef is Sinai, and because Rabbi Yosef is Sinai, so Rabbi Yosef is Torah's Mechem Kinesinasan. And that's why you have a Gemara, Rabbi Yosef is the one that's making the Iglotilsa. Why? Because he has this Mechem, he was the Sinai. He was the Sinai. We spoke out in the past from the Svar Makdoshim that say that, why was Rabbi Yosef, right? Just, there are a lot of Sinais in Shas. But Rabbi Yosef was known as Dus Sinai, Ayin Erevin Daflamid. We're rambling here. But Ayin Erevin Daflamid, which the Gemara says, Sinai Tainid. Rashi, who's Sinai? It was Rabbi Yosef. See, Rabbi Yosef was Tam Sinai. In the Svar Makdoshim, say, why was Rabbi Yosef Tam Sinai? Because Sinai was also an Anav. Right, Sinai was the humblest of all the mountains. Rabbi Yosef's Madregas HaToyra was a Madrega of Sinai. Rabbi Yosef is the honor of Loitisne Anova, the Ika Ana. Rabbi Yosef's Madrega of Sinai was a Madrega of Mishnayis and the Brites of Sturin Loi. Like Rashi says in Hurrius Tafiudal Maralev. Rabbi Yosef's Madrega is the Madrega of Sinai, Vayadvarim Smechem Kinesinosan. He has this Gavaldi Gesimcha. The Possek says in Mishlei, Nochalti Edoisechola Oilam, Kisasoin Libihema. Rabbi Yosef was Zoycha to mi matana nachliel. He was Zoycha to the nachloikel. What does a person need to be Zoycha to the nachloikel? Okay, so we're saying when a person gets terrible matana, why is a person Zoycha? Davin Amalek said, Nachalti Eidei Sech. I had a nachlo in the Torah. This is also Rabbi Yosef. Because Rabbi Yosef was Zoycha to Smechem Kinesin Asam. He's the one that wants the Eglotosa. So again, Rabbi Yosef is a Baki. Because his Madragan Torah is the Madragan of Sinai, where the Mishnah and the Brisa is Sturenboy. Rabbi Yosef is called the Sinai because Sinai is Ba'anova, and Rabbi Yosef is like Tisni Anova the Ikanah. 
Rabbi Yosef is called the Sinai. Why? Because Sinai was the happiest place in the world. Because Sinai is and that's the Madrega of Rabbi Yosef's Torah. He's the one that said, make for me an Eglatulsa. How come Moed and Batseris to be an Amulachan? Who's the Mosh? Who's the dogma of that? Rabbi Yosef goes down as the dogma of that. There's Lafiza Yeshlema, just to put it all together. If you were going to think of Sinai, what was unique about Sinai? So Sinai was, yeah, all the, 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 the Gemara was very clear. Then, and Sinai, everything was so clear in Sinai. Oh, it's, it's, it's a small little mountain. So you, it's a Musa Shmuz. It's an epic lesson in, in Anova. Everyone's so besimcha. But ain't mikro yoytzim ide pshutoi. Debushta gave the Torah in Har Sinai. Sinai was the mokum of Ashroi Sashchina. Ato reis l'adas ki Hashem huolikim enoi movadai. That was Sinai. The Ram says from all the miracles that Gideon had in the Midbar, they came to real Amunah. Where did they see the Ebeshto? They swore on Har Sinai. Har Sinai was the ultimate Markova. It was the mokum of Ashroi Sashchina. The greatest manifestation ever, ever in, in history happened on Har Sinai. That means for someone to be called Sinai, what does he need? He needs to be a mokum for... I think it's Rabbi Yosef is the He was Zoycha to Torah Nitna Loi Matana. What does it mean Torah was Nitna Loi Matana? It means that he was Zoycha to Nevua Sachachamim. Nevua Sachachamim is Eina Kadosh Baruchu Mashvishchinasai. What it is is Ashroi Sashchina. So Rabbi Yosef was Zoycha to an ultimate of Ashroi Sashchina. That's all included in Rabbi Yosef being called Sinai. Rabbi Yosef Sinai is that the Mishnayis and the Brises are Sturin. Rabbi Yosef Sinai is that he's an Onof like Har Sinai. Rabbi Yosef Sinai is that it's Mechem Kinesinasan. But Rabbi Yosef Sinai is also that he has Zoycha to Nevua Sachachamim. Because that's ultimately the whole punch. That's the whole Nakuda, like Rabbi Yitzhak said. What does it mean when we Midbar Matan? He says, I am Baba Basra Dafri Beis. Like we were Masbar Pasha with all the raid. And that is when a person's Mesa Matzbek and Midbar. So he's Zoycha to Nevua Sachachamim. That was the Matrega of Rabbi Yosef, like the NLEO said. And that's why Rabbi Yosef goes down as being the Sinai. We've always mentioned that Yosef was a Sinai because he was an honor like Sinai. But it's much deeper than that. I think when you go into understanding a little bit of Rabbi Yosef, you can understand better why Rabbi Yosef was the ultimate, not just because he was a Baki, but because Rabbi Yosef's Madrega Satoru was the Madrega of Sinai.